What's up, everyone? Uh, it's John back here with episode number four of Head First. Um, I, I was trying to think of a witty ad to throw in at the beginning, but to be honest with you, my brain function is completely diminished for today, so it should be interesting. A um, couple things as to why we're starting late or why the episode is dropping later than usual. Uh, I am a student athlete, and we had a match uh, today. So I decided that I wasn't going to pre-record um, for a couple of reasons. One, I hadn't really prepped all that much uh, due to like traveling and stuff. And then with like, it was midterm week last week, so that was busy and, and things like that. I mean, obviously, as I'm sure most of you college students can attest to midterms below um, and, you know, kind of the stress and studying that's associated with them really doesn't leave time for much else. And then, you know, also, like I said, I was traveling a lot, uh, the last couple days. Uh, well, not a lot, but I mean, I, we were in the car for like 10 hours over two days or something. So, uh, that was, that was fun. Um, so this is going to be, again, as, as all of the podcasts are kind of off the handle, um, which is, you know, a good thing and a bad thing. I think it keeps it raw and it keeps it unfiltered, which is a way that I like to pro what the fuck, where was I looking for there? I like to, um, you know, uh, like, gee, I had a stroke just now. I'm sorry. I, I like to present myself there. Jesus, that's what I was thinking of. I like to present myself, uh, as a very raw and unfiltered person. I mean, obviously, you know, I think about what I'm saying before I say it as you should, uh, but not like to the point where you hold back so much that you're saying that you don't say the things that you want to say, right? I, I think that I'm a pretty decently honest person uh, deep down somewhere. Those of you that know me, sh you know, may disagree, but um, I like to think that I, you know, don't hold back uh, on most things, and I like to think that I'm relatively educated with the things that I decided to say. So, you know, that's that's that. Um, and then we're also gonna... I'm gonna try to... Um, so, like, do this new thing with both the, uh, like, the description in the podcast and kind of, like, the blurb to kind of show you what we talk about in each episode, so then that way it's not just the title, you kind of also know what, uh, you're getting yourself into, which is, which is a good thing and a bad thing, you know, then I think a lot of people will also target certain parts of the podcast to listen to as opposed to others, but it also gives those that, are listening to the podcast all the way through kind of something to follow like you know your tv guide or, or whatever so at approximately two three minutes uh we'll get into our first topic of the day which which is napping this was a relatively highly requested topic for this week again mostly in person so that's that's fine but uh i did some research with uh you know research being like 15 minutes of browsing the internet so not necessarily exactly the most um in-depth research that has been done ever, but also, you know, I looked at some primary literature and stuff uh, behind research and, and um, you know, obviously a company or, a, you know, entity, government entity like NASA uh, kind of does some pretty in-depth research, so you at least know what's, you know, it's not like this is some dude who is timing his naps and telling you what the fuck he thinks is good to, a good time to sleep. So, throughout all of the research that I've done, I actually have a pretty neat uh, infographic that I pulled up here, um, and you guys obviously can't see, so that sucks for you, 
but uh, like it, there are different levels of naps that help uh, differently. I guess is what the main like uh, the main consensus that I've received from like reading all of the both popular articles and primary literature that I've read over the last like like I said like twenty minutes. There's there's a very uh, there's a very different level of um, I guess benefit and um and you know uh downside to to the um time that you nap uh you know obviously shorter naps are what are shorter naps being like about 30 minutes are um considered what's best for everyone um which is actually interesting you know if you if you sit down and think about it like uh 30 minutes doesn't sound like a lot of time especially if you if you didn't get sleep so actually if we if we take it take a step back right the the reason naps are important in everyone's daily lives is because of nighttime sleep right and the the optimal like nighttime sleep time for the average person now this we'll also talk about this a little bit uh more in depth but for the average person is um eight to nine hours you know whatever and as you get older i think it's seven to eight was what i learned in in my elementary health class but um so that's what you're shooting for when you go to bed right like at least eight hours and you'll feel okay you know you're not gonna um feel like you're dying during the day but anything less than that is considered suboptimal and there are you know because that you go through the different cycles of sleep and the different levels of sleep um obviously the biggest name being rem which is considered the you know the deeper the optimal level of sleep which you cycle between deeper than that and shallower than that in terms of levels of consciousness um i didn't do that much research on that so i know that that's a pretty basic idea on how sleep works but i didn't like i said i didn't look at that like in depth so i apologize if that is way fucking off of what it should be um so that that brings us to, to naps right i mean the the average again the average okay oh yeah actually we're gonna back up for a second the average person right needs eight to nine hours and if you don't fall in that average then obviously you're sleep like, and this is this is more opinionated i don't think that there's that much primary literature on it or if so i haven't like looked at it um you know, if you if you're an uh, uh, you know an athlete or someone who is working out or is doing a lot of like physical activity throughout the day, whether that be for your job or whatever, your body's obviously going to be more tired and it's going to need more time to recover from that. And part of that is sleep. Um, you know, more sleep than the average person because you're doing more work than the average person in terms of work. I mean, you know, physical exercise. Uh, and then you know, on top of that, also you know, a diet probably plays a factor. Um, you know, I would assume the healthier you eat or, or the better, um, you know, proteins and, uh, carbohydrates and stuff that you eat on a daily basis, uh, probably also contributes into that. You know, obviously if you're eating like solely junk food and you're trying to do more shit than the average person, you are going to be miserable and you're not going to have any energy no matter how much sleep you decide to get that night. Um, so, and then obviously there are people that do less than the average person. Like if you're just gonna, if you're gonna sit there and sleep on the couch all day, not sleep, but like if you're gonna sit on the couch all day and not do anything, that seven to eight to nine hours, you probably don't need. And I, and I actually have some, um, personal experience with this. Uh, like I said, you know, I, I play a, a sport for my school, so I'm a student athlete. Um, and you know, when I'm in season or when we're training or anything, I definitely need like the optimal time for me is probably around like 10 hours, if if not more than that. 
um, due to just, you know, mental tired and physical tired. And I mean, I, you know, like eight to nine, obviously I shoot for, but like 10, 10 and above is, is ideal for me, for me personally, like I said. Um, and, uh, you know, and then like during the off season or when I don't have any training or practice or anything, I actually was able to function on next to no sleep, you know, four, five, six hours. Um, generally it's around like finals time for us is when we're not in season. Um, so I was able to, you know, I was cramming a lot during that time and kind of studying and making sure that I was doing okay on like exams and catching up with projects and stuff like that. So, and I was, I was fine. Like four hours of sleep, I felt fine. I actually like started waking up like way earlier without an alarm, um, and stuff like that. So I think that that was my body, you know, not being not as tired as it was. And then that kind of, you know, transitioned into you don't need as much sleep so you can be up now, right? Like, I, I mean, I don't I don't ever wake up before like 10 by myself, like on my own, like ready to be up, ready to go, like ready to do anything. That's not how I am before 10 o'clock in the morning. Like, that's just a fact. But like I said, when I wasn't training, I that was fine. I was up at like 6. I was up at 8. I was just up. And that was really weird because I was just like, oh, well, I want to fucking sleep, but I can't, you know? And that's never happened to me before. Um, it happened to me recently for the first time because that's I, like normally even during off season, I'll try to lift or do something, you know, during the day. So then that way I'm not like getting super out of shape for when we go back in season. But this last off season, I actually didn't do anything. So that was, that was wonderful. Um, and then, and then back to, uh, talking about, you know, how the average person needs that amount of time of sleep. So, right, we're going to we're gonna assume that everyone is uh, on average here in terms of, like, eight hours is what we're shooting for. So, for whatever reason, you know, there's not – every night is not going to be perfect. You're not going to get exactly eight hours. You're not going to get exactly the amount of time that you need. So, naps are pretty inevitable for everyone, right? Whether you – get the normal amount of sleep that you need or whether you get more or less or whatever the average person usually wants to nap at some point during the day i mean i know a, a lot of people that i know you know adults wise when they come home from work will just happen to fall asleep regardless of whether or not they're intending to nap and that just has to do with it being like a long day and and you know i, I also think that there's a different level between being mentally tired and physically tired because if you're physically tired, uh, I think they both, uh, um, you know, are, are kind of not equal, but they both make you tired to where you need to sleep, right? Uh, your mind needs to recharge as your muscles do. Um, in any given situation, there's not necessarily something that you can, you know, sit there and, and say that it's like radically different between mind and body right that there we are intertwined it's not like you can separate your brain from the rest of your body and be fine that's not how that works so anyway um so assuming everyone is the average person right uh let's just say you get like seven hours of sleep on a day that you should you should be getting more you get like five or you know maybe you had to take the dog out in the middle of the night and then you couldn't fall back asleep or your kid's crying and wakes you up whatever the situation is you didn't get the eight hours that you were supposed to. So you want to nap. And, you know, the sh like like I said, the, for the average person, the shorter the nap, the better in the sense of anything like 30 minutes and under. 
and and the magic number that NASA uses um, is 26 minutes. And I've looked this up actually, and I did. Um, this was part of my research because this is something that I had heard in the past, and I wanted to kind of know the legitimacy of it and if it was actually something that had been researched. And uh, from what my brief you know, digging into uh, both primary literature and public articles is NASA did in fact say 26 minutes was the best time for pilots in terms of like alertness and being able to be coherent and, and, and that kind of thing from behind the wheel of a rocket ship. So obviously that doesn't necessarily uh, equate to everyone else in the entire world in terms of nap time, but... If you think about it, you know, it's not necessarily like flying a rocket ship or being a pilot for NASA or anything is, I mean, yes, it, it is, you know, obviously important, but it's not like you are going out and running a marathon in terms of like energy level. So, you know, there, and I didn't look into anything in, in terms of how it equates to athletes, um, which I would actually be interested to do um, potentially for the next podcast. I could, you know, just touch on that briefly. But anyway... Um, they say that, you know, there's a different level of grogginess and a different level of, like, alertness and stuff with kind of each level of napping that you decide to take, you know, and anything kind of past, I, I think the reason, and no, I can't, you can't quote me on this because it's not 100% research or anything, but I'm, I'm assuming it's because of, like, at around 26 minutes, it's the easiest for you to get up and not be groggy or, like, under 30 minutes. You know, obviously you can't equate for every person being asleep for exactly X amount of time because every person's sleep cycle is different and every person's, you know, time it takes to fall asleep, whether their eyes are closed or their breathing is the same or whatever. Like, you can't actually tell the second someone, you know, is, goes under, right? I, I mean, you can to an extent, but you know, you have no idea what for that person sleep feels like versus not sleep. Because you know what I mean? Like, you could be... Like, I've had, you know, there are different levels of consciousness throughout sleep as a whole, and, you know, everyone's, like, level kind of comes in at a different time, so it's hard to kind of standardize everything. But from what I've kind of looked at with this with this infographic is, um, you know, everything under two hours is actually okay. Um, and is, you know, they say that there's no, like, extreme, they didn't, they didn't, uh, list downsides for each of these, like, times that they put up, right? But from my understanding and having read other stuff, like, under two hours, you're okay. You, you know, you don't take any, like, super bad, excuse my voice, you don't take any super bad side effects from the nap. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, you can feel groggy when you wake up, and that's just, it depends on where you personally wake up and what's kind of sleep cycle, right? Because if you try to wake yourself up from, like, a super deep, just like that, you're going to be groggy. That's just a fact, uh, you know, and, and, and that's something that, like, why in terms of, like, waking up naturally would be the best for every person regardless of the situation because waking up naturally, that's your body coming out of the level of unconsciousness that it was in and not – and telling you, okay, I don't want to sleep anymore, right? You know, but, the, but unfortunately the way the world works is you have to be up at X time and that's that. And, you know, that kind of goes on the, the concept of – this ties into the the podcast. I think it was three. I think it was episode three, 
or we talked about time for a long time and how that concept is, uh, you know, different everywhere. Um, and what, you know, I'm, there are a couple things that I kind of want to touch on that I think are important for napping um, as a whole, right? I mean, obviously time during the day is important um, for a lot of reasons, but generally everyone kind of hits the slump, you know, that's like the 2 p.m. slump at work, right? Or during the day or whatever it is. And um, from what I've understood, I, that's actually a real thing. Uh, your body, you know, kind of has an, an a creative, a, according to this, it's called the circadian rhythm. Um, so there's, and, and I'm quoting this now, um, it says, you know, you experience two periods of intense sleepiness every 24 hours. Um, and, and the time that that generally happens, it says here is between one and 3 PM and two to 4 AM. So, and it says like pretty much for that cognitive function and everything else is pretty much diminished during that time. Um, which is actually interesting if you think about it. This is also assuming that you wake up before 1 PM. So, uh, with that being said, that is the ideal time during the day to nap. Um, and you know, the reason before 3 PM is it's not supposed to like fuck with your nighttime sleep. Anything later than that kind of runs the risk of screwing up your melatonin secretion and not allowing you to fall to sleep when it comes to nighttime. And it's also supposed to be, and it says here, um, like six to eight hours after you wake up. Right. So that 1 PM, uh, nap time would be pretty much be ideal for someone who woke up right around like seven or eight in the morning which makes sense right that's when most people's days tend to start and then they also have that slump during that time so that's if due to with this article as my background and my basis um that is the perfect time quote unquote to nap um and then this this next uh I mean, obviously in naps, it says to set an alarm, but, um, and there are a couple other things that I've heard of, heard of, right? I call them caffeine naps. You can call them whatever you want, but, um, generally when you are taking a shorter nap as an under 30 minutes, right? If you take a caffeine supplement or you drink coffee or you drink whatever it is, however you decide to do caffeine, if you want to inject it into your nostril and snort it or, you know, into straight into the bloodstream, like if you're a heroin addict and you just want to shoot up your caffeine, like fine. But, um, and obviously each way that you take your caffeine has a little bit different in terms of how long it takes for it to actually affect you, but we want to talk about that. Assuming that you're ingesting your caffeine orally, right, um, it, it takes a little while to kick in. So the ideal thing is is to drink a cup of coffee or whatever and then go to bed for like 30 minutes and when you wake up, a, you're going to be more refreshed due to your brain having a rest, and then B, the caffeine will hit you right around that time. So you should be really, really fucking alert, which I have, I've, you know, experienced. And um, I, I mean, I think that that's, uh, for me, it's definitely one of the things that has helped me, um, you know, especially when I'm trying to like grind out studying and stuff like that. It's definitely one of the things that is, de it's just, it's, it's, until you've tried it, you really can't 
explain how life-changing this is. So that that's that, right? And then the last thing I want to kind of touch on uh, with naps, right, is there is um, – fuck. Oh, so when when there's like uh, – you know, you, you have like the six to eight hours of nighttime sleep – or not – sorry, seven to nine, quote-unquote, uh, of nighttime sleep that you want – um, you know, during the day sleep equates differently to that as opposed to nighttime. Um, and the thing that I've heard is that, you know, for every one minute you sleep during the day, it equates to about four minutes of nighttime sleep. So if you sleep for like an hour during the day, it equates to four hours of nighttime sleep and so on, right? Um, and that's, and obviously you don't want to switch it the other way. I mean, you wouldn't want to say that you took a whatever if you slept for 8 hours you would that's equi- equivalent to a 2 hour nap not exactly the same nighttime sleep is much more important for your body and brain function and, and that kind of thing so that's where we're going to cut the the nap time discussion of this podcast so we're going to cut it off right around 21 minutes and then we'll get into our next topic all right so this is is going to be we're going to talk about the the article portion of it right i just read an article on cnn about uh why trey young got ejected from the last uh nba game uh between the hawks and the bulls and i i find this really interesting right so uh there was a physical altercation at some point not altercation but it was a dead ball um which if you don't know what that is in basketball the play is stopped right the ball isn't in in, the clock is stopped it's not uh running down or i mean i think actually on a dead ball it can be running either way the ball is not on the court and it's not like no one is oh fuck i just dropped the shit i was fucking with anyway it's not it's not during a play um and they had some physical contact so both Trey Young and um Chris Dunn got a technical that's fine right i understand especially during dead ball physical contact shouldn't be whatever the second technical is Trey Young hit a deep 3 and then put his hands on his hips and stared down uh done so can can you like I want you to sit here right and tell me that that is considered taunting and I have some experience with this in and of myself right with my sport um, getting loud and, and, and at someone's excuse me at someone's face is considered taunting. Okay, fine. Getting loud, maybe I understand that. Whatever. Uh, but like staring someone down after you hit a deep three, bro. Uh, come on. You gotta, you gotta have a little more balls than that than to eject someone. Like, cause he, it was a second technical, and so he got ejected from the game. So like, he couldn't play the rest of the game because of him legit giving that pose that your mother gives you when you fuck up. Like when you, you know, whatever, when she catches you stealing from the store or some shit, and she looks at you or like, you know, that first time you jerk off, and she catches the load in your pants, and she like comes in and you know gives you that stern look with the hands on her hips and shit. Alright, bro. Like, yeah, go ahead. Kick me out of the game for for that shit. Go for it. Mm-hmm. I would have laughed, actually, because that's a little ridiculous, especially, again, like I said, this is a, you know, a league where 
I wouldn't, especially basketball is a physical sport. It's not like this is like a, you know, certain sports, there are gentlemen's sports, and I understand that. And so then that way, th- like, even small things have to be upheld, like swearing, so on, because of the reputation of the sport. But this is basketball, right? Like, this is definitely, there is contact involved. Like, how are you going to, how is that going to be something that legit gets someone kicked out of a game? I don't know. You guys can can think for yourselves on that one. I don't necessarily think that he should have been kicked out. I understand that there's a taunting, like a taunting violation is one thing. Like taunting generally in most sports is not, you know, whatever, allowed, prohibited, or no, it is prohibited in most sports. That's fine. But I don't think that that was necessarily taunting to the point of where he should have gotten a technical foul and gotten ejected from the game. Maybe if it was his first technical foul, fine. Second one, uh, that's a little iffy. Because, uh, you know, he is a start, the starting point guard. I think it's point guard. Uh, don't know that off the top of my head. But, um, you know, starting point guard for Atlanta Hawks. And that's whatever. And his tweet actually says, and, and I quote, um, I try to play with emotion, passion, effort, and a little bit of flair within the game of basketball. It's all I've ever tried to do, and that's the only way I know how. And that makes sense to me. I don't, I mean, I think any sport, any spectator in any sport loves to see passion in the game. Not to the point where it's like straight up just being a dick or like where everything is world ending or anything like that. But I think within the world of sports, it's something like that wasn't really that big. Getting into it with the fans, that's one thing because the fans make the sport, right? Without the fans, the sport isn't played on a professional level or it's not able to be made a job on a professional level. Whereas, like, bro, I'm lit. My hands are on my hips, bro. And I'm looking at you, bro. How? What? The fuck? You're going to kick? What? That doesn't. I don't understand that. That. Okay. Weird. Whatever. You, you do you. And that's that, you know? So, yeah. Great. Good. Mm hmm. And last but not least, on episode four, we've got the highly debated topic, not actually, but it's spring break for most schools, right? Uh, A lot of schools either are on spring break this week or next week. Uh, My school happens to be on spring break this week, so I'm doing nothing except for making up an exam that I have to at some point during this break, which is great. I'm really fucking excited about it. But because of my sport, uh, I am required to stay on campus throughout the throughout break. Um, we have one day off of practice, which is tomorrow, and we actually have lift during that time. So that fucking sucks. Uh, we can talk about that for a little bit. You know, I mean, whatever. Yeah, it's I, I understand. It's part of the it's part of the sport. It's part of the commitment that I made to the sport. That's fine. Like I'm not really all that upset about it. Um, as a whole, like whatever. But, like, can we just talk a second, bro, on how everyone, and I mean literally, like, everyone, decides, like, over spring break, like, let's plan some fucking elaborate trip, and let's also, like, go and then just party the whole time we're there. So, so, hold on, I I have a couple questions for you. First of all, where the fuck are you getting the money for that? Like I said, like, my family has been financially stable. I'm pretty sure I mentioned this at some point throughout one of the podcasts. But, like, my family is financially stable. Like, I can't say that I was ever, like, hungry growing up or that I ever had to, like, you know, worry about, you know, where my next meal was coming from or if I was going to have a roof over my head or whatever. Like, I'm not I'm not saying that, right? But my, I don't know if my parents just raised me different or what. But, like, 
they raised me that like all this shit that like is fun you have to work for right like you know college you need to get into you need to get as much scholarship as you can like you can have fun while you're in college but make sure you don't fuck around and like lose all your shit and like you know essentially waste your money our money everyone's money right like I can't I can't sit there and 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 tell you that like I I don't know like and you know because I know a majority of these people aren't paying for their spring break trips which excuse me is just it's like they're going to fucking Florida or like Las Vegas or like California which the flight in and of itself for you know being in the upper um you know whatever it is the northeastern part of the country flying anywhere that like California or Florida is fucking expensive i would assume that tickets at the minimum both ways are probably about $800 if not more than that. And now I'm also talking about like people fly like fucking first class. Like what are you doing? Selling your vagina for these like trips? Like okay, like, listen. That's fine. If you sell your vagina for a trip somewhere, honestly girl, you do you. Like great. Honestly great. Like you are using yourself to get further in life. No problems here. It might be highly illegal, but on my end if that's what you want to do, girl, that's what you got to do. I have no problem with that. But, like, I just want to know, like, and, and, and the thing is, right, is the, is the trip is expensive and the hotel is expensive. But then not only that, but, like, you're eating out three times a day. Maybe two if you, um, you know, eat breakfast at the hotel that you're staying at. But, like, let's say you're, you're at an Airbnb to save money, right? You're at an Airbnb. And, and nice Airbnbs really aren't that, um, aren't that expensive. I mean, they are, but they aren't, right? Uh, it's definitely much more doable than a hotel uh, for, like, a week. A week stay, Airbnb is definitely the better option. But so, like, okay, you're spending at least $1,000 on just flights and just, um, like, lodging. Okay, at least. Probably closer to 1200 1300 if we're being realistic. If you're staying somewhere high end, a thousand five hundred for both tickets and hotel is really reasonable for a week to to assume, right? So fuck that. First of all, that's f horrible. That is so much money for a week, bro. Jesus Christ. But let's say you know someone. So then that you know you just around you're around whatever eight hundred bucks for both ways on the tickets, which is still expensive. Like if you think about it, if you're if you make minimum wage. You make if you're working eight hour days and you get paid it like you that's a hundred dollars give or take is about your daily salary. So you're telling me that you have to work for over a week and not spend any of that money on anything just to cover like not really even your plane tickets. Minimum wage. And I'm assuming most college students aren't getting paid much above that if they're getting paid above that at all. So, fuck. That's expensive. And that's assuming that most college students are working. These ones uh, that I'm talking about probably... This is out of daddy's checkbook. Like, I'll be real with you. And then on top of that, right, you you go out every day when you're down there and or wherever you are. And then you also, like, nights out because 
you know, most of them are 21 or they're in Mexico where it's 18 or whatever or Canada where it's 19. Bro, you are spending that like I like I'm going to go out on a limb here and assume a bottle of Grey Goose is not under you know, whatever, 60 or 70 dollars if you're getting it out somewhere. That's expensive if you're doing that every night. Like that is that is the epitome of Jesus fuck, I wish I had that kind of money. Because I don't. I really don't. Like I And maybe, maybe like realistically, okay, I could make one of those trips like once and like spend my money on the trip and I'd be fine. But like, you're gonna like, this is not just, this is not just like a once a year thing. This is like definitely during the summer for like a week and definitely over spring break for like a week. And, but then here's the other thing, right? Would you rather go somewhere for like 10 days over the summer or like five days over spring break? Because if it was up to me and like I was paying my own money in a hypothetical situation, there's no fucking way I would be going anywhere near, anywhere near a spring break vacation. I'd go home for spring break if I had the opportunity to free lodging, you know, aside from the gas, which is like whatever, maybe 50 bucks for one way, maybe, maybe less than that, to be honest with you. But you know, assuming your car isn't necessarily like eco-friendly, if you and you drive relatively uh, most on highways, my like round trip probably for gas is somewhere close to like seventy-five to a hundred dollars, which is fine. But then, like, if you go home to your parents, generally you don't have to pay rent to stay there, and then you also don't have to pay for food most of the time, right? Like, maybe you go out with your friends—that's one thing—but you have to pay for food. So, and you get like a relatively okay vacation out of it. Uh, and I'm just saying like that you save a lot more money than and, and maybe even you work over spring break Which good for you. You might be able to make like a hundred bucks So maybe maybe you end up like 25 bucks up if you're working spring break like including be like being home and not having to pay for anything else so and maybe and maybe you're lucky and your parents pay for gas money for you to come home because they want to see you so like you end up real ahead on this one. But, like, you go on vacation twice a year instead. And you go with your friends, and everything's fucking expensive because you're in some tourist attraction place. So, yes, good for you. Congratulations. Really proud, sweetie. I, I just... I don't know. Like I, I mean, I, I'm all for going on vacation, but like again, like I said, I think it's more important that you go somewhere when you have like an extended period of time that's not like, because I feel like spring break's not long enough to go somewhere and truly enjoy it. Like right, like okay, like five six days, that's a pretty decent amount of time being somewhere. But like, I just feel like then you leave you like for most college students, you leave classes early, so then that way you can make it down there, and then you come back. Pretty much the day you go back to class. And that fucking blows. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But alright guys. That's probably going to cut it for this episode. I'm sorry it's a little bit shorter. But A. Again I've gotten more and more comments for it to be shorter. And then B. I am really fucking tired from today. And also I feel like I covered a pretty decent number of topics. That you know are um. I, you know, I don't, I don't feel like I need to talk about anything else for today. I feel like I covered enough and I feel like I went in depth about most of the things that I wanted to talk about. 
So, as always, guys, uh, thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe if you are not. And this has been John. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your Monday and the rest of your week. Peace.